Welcome to episode 174 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we've got a lot of news, um, you know, piled up over the last couple of weeks, but it's exciting stuff. Uh, but before we get into the news, we want to talk about what we've been geeking out on. And honestly, Last of Us 2, I'm taking it real slow, not trying to go too fast with it. Um, I'm not like that anyways. You know, I like to explore the whole levels and everything like that. But everybody who said anything bad about this game is just an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, it's really it's sad. I shared that with you yesterday. Um, it's oh, just, yeah, the voice oh, actress who got yeah. harassed for no reason. Yeah, but stupid. The level of disgustingness in the society is just... It amazes me day by day. But... I love that game. Don't let people's hate turn you away from it. It's amazing. So, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying that as well. It's good. Yeah. And um, other than that, finally watched Red Sun Superman. Thought it was good, except for the ending was absolutely horrible. Um, for And not horrible because it's a bad ending. It's horrible if it's a bad ending if you read the comic, which is like the usual suspects ending of a comic almost. I mean, it was like one of those like head blown moments where I was like, holy crap, this is one of the greatest things I've ever read. And then first I, I need to watch like a behind the scenes documentary to see why they decided not to do that because it really makes no sense to me without giving up too many spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I watched it as well. Um, I liked it. Uh, I liked those one offs and yeah it was good uh it was better than i thought it was gonna be yeah i i don't know i thought it was in one of the better ones you know Mm -hmm. so um anyway so let's get into marvel tv movie news chris let's do it uh so there hasn't been really a lot of marvel news uh but today we do have some little things to share nothing big but uh you know Cloak and Dagger, did that show that show got canceled? All those shows got canceled, right? Yeah, is that Freeform? Yeah. Yeah, that and the Runaways. Um, but the cool thing about that is that uh, with the new Spider-Man uh, cartoon that's out right now, uh, they're going to be doing a little little um, <clears throat> arc called Maximum Venom, and so the stars from Cloak and Dagger are going to be a part of that. So they're going to be reprising their roles in that show in voiceover farm yes right? mm-hmm. okay okay yep. all right cool if you yep. watch that <laughs> yep. and the family it's cool it's a little bit more like the tom holland spider-man yeah. they did a little soft reboot within their own animated universe so it's cool um also mcu has confirmed that the infinity stones are no more that they were destroyed um and then they were returned to their natural habitat by captain america <laughs> And is uh, hopefully future Captain America f- four movie. <laughs> okay. Captain America in time. <laughs> so, uh, so okay, but you just kind of said two different things. They're destroyed, or they return to their own timelines. They're destroyed as they should have been in current time. Our timeline. And then yeah. when they re- when they took the other ones, they returned them. Okay. You know, other than the one that Loki has, right? The funny thing is, 
didn't he if he if he goes in the time he becomes he doesn't exist within the normal realm right so yeah. he stole that tie he stole that stone when in um 2012 yeah during the avengers the first avengers yeah right so he ultimately got that stone taken from him by thanos eventually right ah I so just no don't matter wait till the show. Yeah. I, I don't know how to. Yeah, they'll explain that kind of shit. I don't even try to explain time travel in comics, so yeah. I don't even know why we <laughs> talk about. It's I just was. I'm just it's curious as far as like you say that they're no more, but at the same time, if Loki I has one, that. no, Kevin Feige. I was speaking <laughs> of like the, the royal you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, finally. Um, was this cool? Uh, SDCC, we uh, we talked about how they announced their Comic Con at home, uh, and so Disney Plus announced a little lineup of uh, of events, and included in that will be the Marvel D Disney Plus panel. So that'll be that'll be cool to see that this summer to see because we know a lot of stuff has been filming, um, new announcements, different things like that. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. A lot of good stuff coming. So from from what I understand is I don't I don't think they're doing anything though. Like they're doing the panels, but I don't think they're actually mentioning like anything from the new stuff. Like the panels were like you know, a history of the MCU and I I want to say they were like not showing you like something from Wanda and Winter Soldier and all that. I I almost I'm almost positive. Like it was like, oh neat. Oh not so neat. <laughs> I'll ha- we'll double check and see because it's not it's not out yet what they're doing with that. Yeah, um, I'm just here to deliver the news. <laughs> I don't think about it too much. They're just like, who knows what they would do? It's they announce it. They'll say, yeah, we'll do this. That could take five minutes, and then they could do the rest of the panel as stuff they don't really want to, you know, tease us about yet. So, yeah, so, so they have it here. So, like, okay. Marvel 616 on Disney Plus is one. Um, geez, that's the only thing that they've announced so far. Okay, so... Phineas Ferb, right? No, yeah. I know, but I'm just thinking as far as, like, actual oh, okay. Marvel stuff. I guess we'll find out. If it's going to give us something cool. <laughs> and we I will keep you guys posted. It's in a couple of weeks. It's July 20th. I would be 22nd. amazed if they didn't. That would be just ridiculously stupid if they didn't give us trailers. I mean, this stuff's coming. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's in the pipeline about to burst, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's been tantalized and it's ready. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. So, let's hope for two trailers from the two shows that are coming. <laughs> immediately that's about it all right so let's uh let's jump over the pond uh to dc tv movie news uh we talked a little bit about henry cavill returning that is not so much the news apparently according to cavill as usual uh, as he'll come out later and say you know wb and my deal is not finalized yet he's done that many times since um since man of steel (laughs) so i don't know what's going on maybe they're not Maybe he's just like trying to get some more money out of them, more movies, better contracts, less mustaches. 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's like, let's actually put a movie on the books and start yeah. filming it before I actually say yes, because, you know... It's I'm not a, your cameo boy. Yeah, well, <laughs> he didn't even do that. I mean, right. so, like, give me something. Yeah, like, at least The Witcher's a paid gig. Guaranteed probably at least a third season. So, yeah, no, like, give me, give me money and actually say Man of Steel 2 is coming out this date. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. That's what I would, that's what I would do. Yeah, I wrote a little article. We've discussed this many times. It's yeah. very, uh, I don't understand, like, like, is the idea, we don't want to do a Man of Steel 2, we don't want to extend the Zack Snyder universe, that's fine. Make a fucking Superman movie. It's easy. Call it Superman. Call it Man of Tomorrow, call it, you know, whatever the hell you want to call it. Call it Superman. There yeah. hasn't been a Superman movie since the 70s. Yeah. Who cares? You yeah. call it freaking Superman. It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Um, I don't get it. Uh, you would think that with the moves that they've been making that this would have been already taken care of months ago, a year ago, you know, it's just like, it's your biggest, it's your biggest character. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, on again, off again, on again, Zatanna is being, um, apparently optioned again. So, uh, I'd love to see Zatanna movie. Um, but I would just rather see it than hear about it all the time. Um, yeah, you know, this is another one of those, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know until I actually see you start filming, you know. So uh, would I like to see it? Maybe. I'd rather her, I, I'd rather they them do what they want, were going to kind of do with the Justice League. Put all those Justice League dark characters together, then give me their one-off movies. That's what I would rather see. Personally. We also have a TV show coming, so why does the idea of a Zatanna movie even make sense? Well, I mean, that's you're gonna tie it. You're gonna tie it together. You're gonna put the actress in both. You know, right. then, or you're gonna do, or you're gonna do what you've been doing and and have different people. You know, yep. maybe they're gonna go balls to the wall like they should be. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking right. of Man of Tomorrow being a movie title it already is um so the newest animated movie is called superman man of tomorrow we got the trailer uh featuring parasite and lobo taking on the man of steel new animation new voice cast i can't wait now is this a is this a one-off movie yeah okay well i mean it's I don't know. It's based on. It is based on a graphic novel. I I think from the. I think it is an arc. So this is not like saying this is your new established Superman for a new universe. Right. Because I'm not really sure how they're handling that rebirth era in animation. So we'll see. But I, I believe Man of Tomorrow is a um is an ad- adaptation. I remember us talking about this mm-hmm. already. Um, as far as like it coming out. Uh, I just couldn't remember if it was. Gotcha. Yeah, it seems like it's just outside of the outside of the universe. So whatever, that's cool. I'll watch it, of course. Uh, speaking of cartoons, I uh, I've been catching up on Harley Quinn, and it is so so good, very very funny. Um, and so strangely, it was uh, going to be shared with with Sci Fi Channel. I remember that news. And of course, this is a big duh, but 
it's going to be streaming on HBO Max eventually. Okay. Um, sure. Just put another another nail in that coffin of the DC universe. I mean, we don't have it on here, but they also ended DC Daily this week. Get you know, like a big goodbye episode. Um, I haven't watched it yet. I probably will check it out just to see. Yeah, we were talking about it the other day. It's you know, Tiffany Smith actually came back <laughs> just for an interview. Um, I don't know, man. I just you know, we had that whole thing from from the beginning. Can you really do a DC day daily show? They did it. Was it great all the time? No. It had highlights. It had some really good episodes, but in the end this is what happened to it and it's still like they can't admit that they need to roll this whole thing in hbo um max and even like i'm watching doom patrol i was trying to watch on the dcu app just kept getting messed up it was (laughs) skipping i was like i went over to hbo max and watched it and it was fine and so just like just put it in the grave already probably just literally got everybody <laughs> like out of there <laughs> it was just like eh, don't worry about maintaining it just come on over you still have a job so whatever <laughs> exactly Ugh. all right um i'm gonna i'm gonna bump this up so apparently there's a with all this the snyder cut talk and air reboot of suicide squad um, HBO Max does have an opportunity to put these movies up, and they've already taken that first step with the Snyder cuts of Justice League. But now there seems to be a 170-minute darker cut of Batman Forever out there, um, and that's you know after the passing of Joel Schumacher, uh, this is kind of um, coming to light now. So, what, what would you think of something like this? Sure. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll check out anything that they want to go and present. Um, I don't. That's a long time. <laughs> like That's like almost three hours. That just seems excessive. And what what I haven't watched that movie and I couldn't even tell you how many years. So um, maybe that's the way to watch it. Who knows? Maybe it adds something. I don't know. That just seems like a really long time. But I will say this. I remember when Joel Schumacher had his um, uh, Phantom of the Opera. And I want to say there's two versions of that. There's a shorter version and a long version. And it was great. <laughs> like, the long version was awesome. And I enjoyed it and didn't bother me at all, the runtime. So, I don't know. I, I will check it out. That's for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's it, that movie's, you know what? That movie gets a lot of crap. Um, it's not really that bad of a movie. Mm-hmm. It does kind of like transform the Burton universe. And if you want to keep it separate from that, fine. Um, but I never really minded Batman Forever as much. So I wouldn't mind watching that on my couch in the comfort of my own home. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not going to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> 2025. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's that. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about this Ray Fisher situation. Um, Ray Fisher was set to play Cyborg in the Snyderverse. And so what happened was when that all broke up, um, with the, the whole thing with Justice League and the death of Zack Snyder's daughter, and then Joss Whedon coming in, 
and then the whole mess with how Justice League turned out, and then people saying, and then we're where we are today with a Snyder cut. Um, but Ray Fisher, the other the other day, you know, retracted his comments that he made about Joss Whedon, and he decided to go um, to the darker side about this whole thing. So it was kind of surprising to me um, that that um, this is all. It's not surprising to me that it's all coming out right now. It's surprising to me, kind of the 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 reactions that are coming out of it. Um, so, Ray Fisher is saying that Whedon was uh, abusive on the set, uh, that Jeff Johns and one of the other producers were very enabling of that behavior. Um, so, I have a few thoughts, uh, but I want you to kind of just make a few comments, please. Yeah, honestly. For for this particular one, um, I haven't really heard it from anyone else, you know, from any of the other actors or the crew, maybe because they all still want to work with DC, you know, Gal Gadot, obviously, and, and um, what's his name, Jason Momoa, obviously do, but, you know, Ben Affleck likely isn't coming back, so he could maybe come out and say something. Um, I don't know. You know, in the same thing with all the other actors from other sets, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like Joss Whedon, that was his first movie. Like, I haven't heard it from any of the Avengers, you know, saying like, oh, this guy is a real jerk. And even Jeff Johns, like, I, I just haven't heard it. So um, I tend to believe or, or err in the side of like a victim when they are getting abused. Like, I tend to give them a little bit more weight to their comments. But as far as this one goes, um, I don't know. I just, because I haven't heard anything else and I'm going to kind of try to remain a little bit positive as far as my thoughts behind those two creatives. Um, but yeah, I, I hope it didn't happen. <laughs> it really sucks if it did. A lot of the stuff that I hear is like, we would trash talk, you know, Snyder's version. Mm-hmm. Um, Fisher didn't want to say booyah. A lot of stuff that, a, if I was Joss Whedon and I had to come in and fix this shit, I would, I wouldn't be that happy either. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure, especially at that point from WB, which seemed to be much more of an overlord, like a whole situation with this. Like they wanted like so much control. What they did the Suicide Squad, um, different things like that. So WB has definitely changed in the way they handle things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I just, I just have. I just am a little speculative comes from somebody who's done a lot of most of their work on stage and this is their first movie experience. It's, it's a little tough for me to be feel like be sympathetic in the fact that maybe they don't really understand how it works all the time, the pressures of it. Yeah, it sucks, but it's like that situation was horrible to begin with. It's, it was a, it was a cleanup situation. So Mm would you, you expect we didn't go in there and be all, like rainbows and sunshine about fixing this mess? Well, the only thing I will say to counter argument that is, is uh, what's his name um, for the solo Ron Howard? Because when you, when you read about what happened with that, it, it was that <laughs> it was like, Oh, Holy cow. This is Ron Howard. He's a consummate professional. And, you know, it, it was like a breath of fresh air and everything was, perfect and he did 80 percent of that movie over so i will say that you know but ron howard's been at it a very long time 
I also will say that Disney would have probably postponed that movie over what WB would. WB probably wouldn't postpone Justice League. They're probably like, we're putting this movie out. We're putting it out now. We want it done. Disney's like, please fix this. We want this to be. <laughs> this is Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I feel there's a little bit of a different level there of of like, hey, Ron Howard's coming in to fix this versus Josh Whedon has to come in here and fix all of this. Because there was like, from what they wanted for Justice League was like a 180, basically, to from what Snyder was setting up to what they ended up with what we what we was doing. It you can clearly see the difference, and I guess with Solo, it's like you're staying on track with with what a setup Star Wars universe is, you know. So I think that, and like I said, I feel like Disney is a little bit more probably a little bit more uh, forgiving when it comes to the timeline. <laughs> in that regard i to be honest with you i don't think so because if i, w- they I were, think they would have pushed at the christmas if they had they should have yeah <laughs> we know this we've had numerous conversations about it they should have so actually i don't think that but i think oh. that if the movie would have been not good they would have moved it to christmas but they decided to keep it in the summer because they got it done like that movie is great <laughs> for us so yeah <laughs> i can't argue against a great movie that came out on time versus a piece of shit movie with Henry Cavill's CGI mustache, you know? So I don't know. I just, WB is, you know, at that point have been doing so much garbage with these movies and making bad decisions. So I just, I don't, I don't want to compare apples to oranges, you know, because WB, the best they've done is put out like, you know, Harry Potter by this point. So, I mean, there's, you know, you like some movies in the DCU. I guess I'm just saying, I I guess, uh, We'll go. I'll bring it all back. We'll find out if any other stories come out about this and go from there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but speaking of Star Wars, um, there's this rumor out there that's completely ridiculous, but it's gotten a lot of traction lately, uh, saying that Disney's basically going to pretend that 7, 8, and 9 don't exist, or they do exist as a Legends tale, and that they want to maybe remake this new trilogy. Um I don't, you know. I should like, I should never even put this in here. This is yeah. the most ridiculous bullshit I've ever. All right, heard. we can just go through that. We it don't believe it. Me, and stuff. It actually makes me angry when you actually. I was like, this is fine. Let's talk about it. Then as you say it, I get angry as you say it. So it's like people need to shut up about these remakes of stuff they're not happy about. Yeah. Now it's like hashtag Snyder cut. All right, we just we just empowered a bunch of shithole fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's skip that. All right, Disney cancels their Empire Strikes Back 4K theater re-release this year because they're not going to probably put out any movies this year. Uh, so that you know, it's a shame. Um, there's three years between Star Wars movies. Uh, you know, between this and Return of the Jedi, so maybe we'll get it next year in that 4K release, and that'd be nice. <laughs> well, that that's what I feel like is happening. If they're bumping this celebration to next year, it's still going to be the Empire one. Yeah. And hopefully, maybe I can actually buy tickets. Maybe this is fortuitous because it was sold out at that point. So we'll <laughs> right. see. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So we got a little bit more news on the Dr. Afra audiobook. 
Um, so it kind of just expands upon her introduction, which happened in Darth Vader number three back in, what was that, 2016, 2014? I don't know. It was, it's been a while ago. So it's that a long first time. Marvel run, Dr. Aphra has been around. And so this audio book, you know, we got a full audio cast, um, different characters, pretty excited. Um, you know, some old Star Wars uh, audiobook alumni are, are back. Like Mark Thompson's going to be playing Darth Vader. Uh, we've got John Davis going to be Boba Fett. Um, and then Dr. Effer herself will be Emily Wu Zeller. So amongst other people, I'm, I'm excited to hear this as I love Star Wars audiobooks. And this one's coming out um, on July 21st. So are you going to listen? You know, what's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I like I like the character and I like these audio dramas they've been doing. So keep it up. Yeah, that's my thought process. And yeah, like you said, you know, any more of this character um, is probably going to be a good thing. So I'm hoping uh, more people get introduced to her. Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. Well, who knows? It might happen. Um, all right. And then continuing in the in the book realm. We've got Mandalorians getting a full publishing push. So comics, uh, actual novels, we're finally getting that art of Mandalorian book, the visual guide, uh, junior novelization, all all the things, um, you know, as well as all the other merchandising that comes from from Star Wars and Disney, like coloring books and geez, activity things, all that kind of stuff. What are you getting? What are you not getting? Well, just tell me what you're getting. Don't tell me what you're not getting. Art of. Yeah. And maybe that Pablo Hidalgo book, but... The visual guide. I'll pick that up after the whole show's done. Yeah. I just... The thing about this is, like, where... How 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 long are you going to wait to keep putting these ones out? And are you going to give us, like, an ultimate full Star Wars one at this point? You know, it's as like I'd like to buy. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to buy what they used to put out, like that full dictionary and encyclopedia every five years or whatever. I think it's time for them to really start doing that again, because um, I love those books. That's what I read growing up. That's how I learned Star Wars. Um, and so I love those art books. I love those kind of books. So maybe that, those two, and then the comics, of course. So. Yeah. Um... The art book has been on my list since, you know, first episode we watched and we saw all the the amazing concept art of those that they use throughout the show, which I thought was cool. Um, that's a definite, uh, you know, we'll see what the other stuff comes out. Like if they start doing audiobooks set in that world as well, of course I'm going to get them. Or, you know, novelization books, like I'll get that stuff too and then comics. Um, so, yeah, I it's it's just crazy. Like they waited this long for all this. You, you would have thought it would have been like, you know how they always do road to Mandalorian. And the day after Mandalorian comes out, here's the art book. Like here's all the toys. It was kind of weird that it's taken like, I don't know, nine months pandemic aside. <laughs> yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. I have, I think a lot has to do with the fact that they didn't want any spoilers leading up to it. So yeah. launch the show get the show out in between the the seasons, get this publishing thing out to keep everybody interested. I think it's well-timed. Um, 
And I just, I, like you just said, I think the pandemic's really just wrecking havoc with a lot of release schedules. I mean, right. the Republic gets delayed until next year. Ugh. Uh, I know, that would have been like soon. Right. That would have been next month, the first book. Yeah. And then these books would have been filling in with that, you know? So it's kind of like, I feel like everything's getting kind of like shoved forward a quarter, half a year, whatever. Um, and then finally in Star Wars news, uh, we did shoot another episode of our Star Warriors role-playing game. So episode two of that, I guess you would call it. Uh, <laughs> it's episode seven of Star Warriors uh, podcast, but um, continuing the adventures of our role-playing game group, um, which I'll actually leave a note in the show here that if you are somebody who wants to play in our universe of role-playing games, you are welcome to join our Discord group. So, uh, you, you know, you listen to the episode, it's something you're interested in. I will put a link here in the show notes for you to join us up and play some Star Wars. Um, all right, so Star Wars news is over. Let's jump over to comics. Uh, first things first, uh, Dark Horse... I guess there's kind of two pieces of Dark Horse news, um, technically. Uh, <laughs> but first thing is Cyberpunk 27, 2077 is going to be in comic book tie-in series uh, set before launch. So if you are into that sort of thing, which Chris and I are very heavily into the Cyberpunk world. <laughs> and Deeply. All, we've actually Sensibly. jacked in. Yeah, we're inside of it now. Um yeah, we're we're there. So I'm pretty excited to honestly get all up in that cyberpunk universe. And I will be, uh, you know, any toys, any games, any, you know, other things that we'll talk about TV shows like I'm all about all of that. So uh, are you going to be checking this comic series out? Uh huh. Yeah, it's kind of no brainer. All right. And then um, also in Dark Horse slash Marvel News. Uh, Marvel took back their, uh, you know, rights to the Alien Predator series, and uh, they're going to be putting out comics from those two people in uh, in Marvel. So they tease an image of a Predator holding on to the uh, head of Tony Stark, well, the head of Iron Man. Um, what do you think, knowing that they're very R-rated? What do you, what do you think about this? Is it going to be this kind of thing. I mean, I have dreams of Predator and Punisher killing the Marvel Universe. That's my my dream comic. But, you know, what do you think is going to happen? I just, um, I do want to go back quick uh, just to talk a little bit about the Dark Horse run. I mean, it's, you got to recognize a 30-year run in comics with those franchises is huge. Um, and it's, it is sad to see that go because I don't, I don't know how I always feel about this conglomeration of everything falling under Disney. And like you just said, like, what does that look like? I don't know. Um, I've always enjoyed what Dark Horse did with it. So I'm a little right. a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to anything Marvel Disney in this realm of two of my favorite horror franchises. So um, <clears throat> do I am I excited for the creative teams that could be involved? Of course. Do I love that David Finch art of the alien? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't. I don't know. I just. I feel like. Yeah, of course they can get away with whatever they want. They got the Punisher, so 
basically I'm and that first image of him holding his like Iron Man severed head gives me hope of that they want to kind of push the envelope when it comes to these characters. So I, I do I do think that Disney's gonna kind of alter the way that they do handle things since they're gonna be twentieth century uh, for these kind of things and that they will have that branch in order to do kind of what they want when it comes to horror and, and action and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm super excited just to see what's gonna go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I guess I'll be hopeful for the future until uh, otherwise told. <laughs> find out what's going on um all right so over at dc uh we've got harley quinn black white and red uh that is coming out it's going to be 14 weeks as individual chapters that will be dropping as a digital first anthology book um so she's going to be kind of all of her incarnations across the comics tv shows movies um I don't know. Pretty, pretty excited as a, as a, you know, digital first. What do you think about this? Yeah, they, they've been really testing the waters with these digital first um, series. So I think that continue to do it. Uh, I don't think digital comics have been as popular as they thought it was going to be. So, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm happy about. It's like, I like physical comics, but I do like these little exclusive things because if it does give people a chance to buy it first, if you are a digital buyer or if you want to really try the format, you know, whatever exist in both realms, make your buyers happy. Right. When it's super popular right now. So who knows? So popular. Yeah. And we got um, other people dropping stories, obviously Paul Denny, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti. And the first one, um is stefan sejek or however the heck you say his name who just recently left dc so this might be his last hurrah um and then what event leviathan checkmate delayed indefinitely um it's not so event leviathan happened last year this is kind of the uh the fallout this is rebuilding checkmates because Leviathan destroyed all the big organizations in the DC universe. Yeah. And so the rebuilding, and I believe it's like green arrow and some other characters, of course, but um, it's mostly like green arrow centric and some of the characters from that, from that, um, that run. So it's not delayed indefinitely, indefinitely. Um, it, it is coming. They just don't have a date on it yet because of the Everything. whole release schedule yeah. thing, but it is coming. Okay. All right, just for some time, we don't know. Um, in good news, geez, talk about, I don't know, 10 years in the making or something. Jeff John says that Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 is coming. Um, such an amazing Batman story, so I'm glad that that's finally coming out. Yeah. Um, Jeff John's been busy with the movie TV verse, yeah. um, which is, I'm glad of. I'm glad for um, Stargirl has been excellent and Stargirl is one of his, you know, his creations. So I'm glad that he has such a hand in that and what's going on in the DCU movie verse. So um, this kind of stuff, three jokers, it's funny because like we, we make fun of them for it, but when it hits, it's usually pretty good. So um, this is coming. I'm sure he says the funny thing is like, I'm just waiting for the art. He's like, story's been written. I'm sure it's been written. He's like, it's probably been written since since last week. So, 
Um, <laughs> he's yeah. waiting his, his lunch breaks during Stargirl, so that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty exciting. And then, can you take this last one? Yeah. So this um, side, there's a couple stories that weren't told on screen during the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover for the CW. Um, so there's a hardcover hitting this uh, uh, this week. Uh, it's been in comic shops, but it's hitting mass uh, release like Amazon and so on. Uh, it's called Infinite Earths Paragons Rising. It's going to cover a story of Felicity Smoke and also Lex Luthor, what happened to them during the t- during the crisis. Um, and also okay. there's going to be some other, yeah, some other stories in there. And also in the back, <clears throat> apparently a lot of concept art that they were going to use for the show that didn't get used, including um, the Earth-99 Batman, which was Kevin Conroy, but they used a mock-up of Michael Keaton for that. So I thought that was kind of an interesting note, seeing that Michael Keaton is, quote-unquote, um, supposedly joining the, the Flash movie. Okay. I Cool. That's really cool. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll check that book out. Um, and then finally, Dynamite. Uh, the Boys is getting a novelization. Um, that's it. You know, if you're a fan of the comic and you want to read a novel of it, I guess you could do that. I don't, I don't know how I feel about these sort of things. Not in like, it's a bad thing. It's just, I just don't care. Like when I could read the comic, I don't know if I really want to read a novelization of a comic. It just seems stupid, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I see why these exist. I'm, I'm sure there's people that don't like comics. Um, yeah. And don't want to admit that these things come from comics, maybe. But um, <laughs> maybe. yeah, if you like reading a book, that's fine. But I'd rather see like a a side tale or right. Or that's what I mean. Like it just yeah. Anyway, side beating. You know, it's out for you who are into it. So uh, in the meantime, let's go and take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you we're don't forget a towel.com your daily source for geeky pop culture news reviews interviews and so much more so as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe don't forget to travel safe and don't forget a towel all this top 40 music is so boring geez i sure wish i had something geeky to listen to well i've got just the thing for you stranger who are you and how did you get in my house Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You gotta leave. I called the cops. Fat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. And we are back from those 
moist, moist commercials. Always. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I'm so wet. Um, so let's talk a little bit about crowd sorcery. Uh, it's a, a new section uh, that we're putting into the podcast on the website. We'd cover different um, Kickstarters, crowdfunding, different projects from the likes of that. So we wanted to share some of our highlights of the week. And so I'm a big fan of uh, toy photography. Now uh, you're a fan as well. Uh, but I, I really like that old school stuff. And so I found this, um, what's called the Star Wars Kenner photography book from 80 to 82. It's being put together by the original photographer uh, at that time for the, for the toy line. And I love that kind of stuff. So I wanted to share that with you guys uh, as as I've, I've backed these things before in the past, um, there's been different ones, like I backed the Shadows of the Empire photo book um, and different things like that. So this is cool. It's going back to vintage. Um, and this this campaign has 25 days to go. Right now it's at 62,000 of 80,000. So it's getting there. Uh, and so, you know, check that out. I'll, I'll, leave, a, uh, I'll leave a link in the, uh, the outline for that. So this is just... So this is part two. Like, so this first one was just Star Wars, and this is Empire Strikes Back specific. Yes. Um, yep. I just want to offer that clarification. And also, what the fuck are you spending $80,000 on, man? Like, why does it cost that much money? Like, I get it. It's great as far as a book, but, like, that just seems like an excessive amount of money for a book to get published. Is that... Is that just me? <laughs> a, this is his second book. I know. So I can't argue. I don't know what it costs to get the rights to put this out. Now, it says the book is not associated with Kenner Hasbro exactly. or Lucasfilm. So do they have to like buy some kind of like... In, uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Also, I imagine it has something to do with hardcover. Um. I don't know. I don't know what it takes to make a book versus, like, say, your understanding what it costs to make a comic. A book? I don't know. Yeah, but we've got the book. Remember the book we got that was... Just 240 pages. Wasn't it Star Wars Toys? That book? Wasn't that a Kickstarter? Yeah, that's what I mentioned. It was... um, So I mean, it wasn't $80,000... I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a thick ass book, and I get that, but it just seems full color. All right, I don't know. Whatever. He's gonna probably make it. He's got twenty five days to go, and it's only eighteen thousand dollars away. So he's also trying to probably make money on it for himself. Right. So it's not just like, hey, cover my costs. Oh, I want to make forty thousand dollars off this. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah. You want my photography? You loved it the first time. It's like, right. hey, so. Right. That's tough for me to be like, hey, uh, I, I'm i thinking about backing that. So I, I remember paying about 30 bucks for for those other books, I think. So I'm not too sure, but don't quote me on that. Right. Yeah. Um, it depends on your <laughs> on what you want to spend on Star Wars toys books, I guess, too. You know, it's like, yeah, that's it's insane. It's one hundred and twenty five dollars to get the book. That that's, that's that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's just, but hey, obviously, he's got 81 backers just for that. Exactly. So somebody's into it. Um, 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, next up, uh, Curse of the Sea Rats. We've been following this one closely. Uh, it actually got extended. Uh, yeah. So Kickstarter reached out to them and asked them if they want to extend their campaign. Uh, so they still have five days to go on that extension. Uh, this looks great. It's very much of Metroidvania uh, game set in like what is Don Bluth esque, um, I guess, animation style with the with the mice and stuff like that. So I, I love I love the look at it, uh, and I, I really want to play this game. So it's it's crazy. It was asking for sixteen thousand dollars. It's made almost a quarter million dollars mm-hmm. with five thousand backers. Uh, so five more days left on Curse of the Sea Rats. Oh, yes. not to mention, it's another one of those hand-drawn games, which I love so much. I just think... Exactly. So beautiful. Very, very excited to see what this is going to be like. Um, hopefully it lives up to what it looks like, because it looks pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, they just put up the final stretch goal, and so um, I'm sure that'll get reached. So I'm ready. I'm ready to play that game on my Switch. <laughs> uh, moving over to TV streaming news, uh, Blumhouse and Quibi are teaming up, and you know I I've been really really intrigued by Quibi, and <laughs> I really want to check it out. I really want to take that chance on a um, on a trial, but I want to wait until they have some more stuff. And this is the kind of stuff that really sells me on it. So. Um, the working title for this is called Nine Bodies in a Mexican Morgue. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it marks the third series that the studio is producing for the, uh, the platform. Um, so Wolves and Villagers and also Ten Weeks will be debut are the other ones that Blumhouse has been working on for, for Quibi. Yeah, this is, um, in my opinion, like anchoring to a sinking ship. Uh, nobody gives a shit about this platform people are jumping off of it even the free trials nobody's even trying to really get invested in so um cool for them like i get what you're saying like i also was actually an early adopter of it but i just like you want to release a new seven minute program to my phone i just don't care like just show me the full hour-long episode or whatever it's going to be, and then I'm fine. But right now, I just... I have zero... any reason to pay attention to this. Can you... cast it? Do we ever figure that out? That was a big question. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you have Google Cast or, like, I have an, you know, an iPhone and I can, yeah, I can just stream it right to my TV. There's no reason not to do that. But it's it's the format of which I'm consuming it, which is every seven minutes. Like, then I got to go to a new episode and I just, I'm sorry, I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah, it seems like something that I can watch one with a toilet. Uh, that's it. I mean, like, that's the idea. But not have the option to kind of so if you're watching all the episodes, they don't go one into another. They can't. They don't have that kind of like setup. I don't believe so. I d- don't. I could be misquoting it, but I do not believe so. Because it's it's being based on that concept. Like that's how they're trying to sell it. They're trying not to deviate from that. It's just weird to me. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, Disney Plus Virtual Comic Con. We talked a little bit about that with Marvel 616. 
but there are some other things that are going to be happening, uh, including the Phineas and Ferb, the movie, uh, which is called Candace Against the Universe, and also The Right Stuff. So, like we said before, we're not really sure what what's going to be going on with all these virtual activities, but they are coming. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see what's going to come out of it. Yeah, that's, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going on. We'll see. I'm tentatively excited. I mean, it's four days long, I think, 22nd through the 26th. So they got to be throwing out a lot more. They just haven't announced it yet. That's that's my point, too. It's like it's it's a huge event. And it's right. This is all you're really sharing. There's more to it. So, yeah, yep. especially they got a pro. There, there's got to be there's got to be an MCU thing coming outside the Disney Plus one. You know, it's like there's yeah, this virtual Comic Con. I think is going to be really exciting because it's like we've been waiting and we're all stuck in our houses and it's like what's going to happen? You know, in in the world of geek. And I think that a lot of things like Wizard and 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 other other companies have been doing a good job with virtual events. And hopefully, you know. I think this is the future. I mean, yeah. not permanently because they're not going to make the money the way that they do from normal people going in. But I'd say for a while, this is it. So. Long while. Uh, next up, we were talking about Lucifer. Uh, it's officially renewed for season six. That's it. It's coming. Okay. Back. Cool. Uh, here's a little little news flash. Uh, why the Last Man seems to still exist. Luckily uh, for us uh but hulu and fx have reached an exclusive deal uh for streaming american horror story and why the last man which um basically secures both shows for hulu and american horror story has been on netflix for a long time so i think it's going to be leaving that platform to go over there which is curious because ryan murphy has an exclusive contract with netflix but must be besides that um but hey, been waiting to see something with Why the Last Man. It's almost like it's in limbo. So if this gets some more movement on it, then uh, you know, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Transformers War for Cybertron Siege. Uh, the trailer uh, hit and it is coming to Netflix in July. All about it. Can't wait. Uh, definitely, since it's coming to Netflix instead of Cartoon Network or wherever it currently has been. I'm I'm all about it. Or the hub. Sorry, that thing. I don't have cable, so <laughs> I haven't yeah. watched a Transformers show unless I'm like over at my friend's house. We have kids. Yeah, right. Or reruns of the old one. I guess. Uh, more Netflix news. We were just talking about Cyberpunk, but Cyberpunk Edge Runners 2022. That's coming out in 2022, right? <laughs> this so. Or Excited, it take right? place in 2022. No, no, it, it's it comes out in 2022, which I thought was really weird because like Cyberpunk 2077 was announced in like 2012 or or around there. You know what I mean? So like I really am curious how or why this is taking so long, but and also at that point it's like you have to be like banking on the fact that this game is really good. And that people are still invested for the next couple of years. And maybe that comes from uh, updates, you know, like DLC and stuff like that, as I would assume that they're going to do similar to Witcher. But I don't know. It's just it seemed like a long ways off when the game has been in development for so long. 
Yeah, it's a little bit different of a formula, like, say, with The Witcher, where you came out of the games, the last one came out in 2015, mm-hmm. and then you put out a series in 2019, 2020, revigorating the series. Yeah. Um, and then building the franchise from there, you know? So it's not like that company's out of the, out of the people's heads. It's like, oh, this, com- this, this game's coming from the makers of The Witcher. Now that The Witcher's so big, at least they have something else to kind of latch onto plus the Keanu Reeves involvement. So I think that this is something that will probably, you know, it'll, it'll last to the test of time, I think. Right. Right. Um, and this is, this next one's a good example of that as well. Um, fallout has been a very popular series from Bethesda for years. Um, and Amazon has actually picked up the rights to do a series of it, um, based on it. From the creators of Westworld. I just don't know enough about. I know that's your jam. I don't know enough about this universe to be excited yet, so I can't really say anything to for me. But are you pumped? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, the setting of this, the setting of the games, is awesome. Um, the characters, the the monsters, all that stuff. I think it'd really work as a show. Um, it's it's RPGs that take over hundreds take hundreds of hours to play. Right. Um, if you can't and if you can build a game within that world within different cities and keep making a series for life and you can make a TV show out of it, even better. So amazing. Okay. Cool. Um, the Boys season two returns on September fourth. So we got news of that, and I can't wait. Yeah, they released a clip the other day. Um, I didn't watch it all because I didn't want to spoil anything, but very excited, very excited to see the return of those characters. So good. Definitely. Definitely. Let's give us a little bit something to look forward to after summer. Uh, so um, also another premiere Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, which is the animated, I guess it's kind of a comedy show in a way. It's going to be showing what, what happens behind the scenes on your favorite starship. Uh, so that'll be premiering on CBS All Access on August 6th. Yeah, it's um, it's from head writer of Rick and Morty, Mike McMahon. So, uh, I don't know if it's gonna have that type of humor, but um, pretty excited to. Again, we've talked about it so many times. Like, there's no reason that Star Trek isn't in every facet of pop culture. I mean, the franchise is over 50 years old. Like, they they should be having everything: animation, comics, novelizations. Like, we should be seeing Star Trek. Every time you go to the grocery store, like you see Star Wars, no reason not to. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. Uh, next I'll up. I'll take this one. Yeah, why don't you? <laughs> like, uh, Clone High was like this show from the early 2000s on MTV and uh, was developed by Chris Miller and Phil Lord, who obviously have gone on to do the Lego movie and, and Into the Spider-Verse, amongst other things. Um, creative geniuses and... Clone High is coming back to MTV. Um, I'm super excited about it. it. It only ran for, I think, two seasons. Um, but absolutely one of the one of my favorite cartoons. So couldn't be more excited to see a bunch of clones of historical figures who then get turned into a high school melodrama. <laughs> so good. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And finally, in TV news, speaking of 
stuff coming back from MTV Grave. Um, I've been watching a lot of Pluto TV, and so I've been watching a lot of Beavis and Butthead, of course, at late nights. And so it's time for them to return as per Mike Judge. And so we are going to be getting a reboot of sorts of the Beavis and Butthead universe. And that'll be coming at us via Comedy Central, it looks like. Yeah, that's so they they came back like in like 2012 2013 something like that i want to say or no actually even before that because i was still at family video um and it was on mtv but it was making fun of like all of mtv's like reality shows like jersey shore and teen moms and all that kind of stuff and it was funny it was actually really funny so I don't know what they'll be doing with Comedy Central, you know, what that will change as far as the dynamic goes. Um, But I also, you know, I used to love Beavis and Butthead and the movie especially is like so freaking good. So I'll check it out. We'll see what's going on. Absolutely. Mike Judge is comedic genius. That he is. That he is. Oh, I'm on movies. All right, you're up. All right. Uh, Tenet got pushed back to August, possibly, maybe later. We'll see how it goes. It took the um, Wonder Woman 84 spot. So, um, you know, I know people who work for AMC and they say that they're supposed to be starting work in next week or in two weeks. So we'll see. We'll see if Tenet is the movie that uh, starts off the summer season late in August. I have a prediction. Yeah. It'll be taking the current Wonder Woman movie slot in November or whatever it is. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, I the way that things have been going, for sure. You know, 40 states are on high alert, if not more, by the end of this week. There's no way that people are going to go into theaters. Well, thanks, America. National people in the theaters. <laughs> So we'll see after what happened. You know, we're recording this on the 5th of July. We'll see what happened after this weekend. Um, But in movies that are still probably going to happen, Margot Robbie is supposed to be in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff from the uh, Birds of Prey writer. Um, What do you what do you think about that? I'm okay with it. Um, I I think Margot Robbie is great, honestly. And if if I'm going to watch a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I guess I'd like to have her in it. So, sure. I, I'm i down. You know, I, I feel like um, there's not enough of these swashbuckling movies. I actually was reading online the other day about how great, like, those Zorro movies are and, like, Count of Monte Cristo and how we just don't see those, that genre that much anymore. So... Mm-hmm. Um, she's wanna, she wants to do it and maybe it's like an all female cast or, or however it is. Uh, I'm down. Bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't know, man. I, I want, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the last two. I've heard that the last one was good. I just, I don't, I don't know what the movies have been making. So I don't know how they really go up against what you know like what's popular now with comic book movies like can it stand up against those kind of things like yeah it's going to be going against its own studio so it'll be placed properly but you'll watch a pirate movie but are people still really into that like johnny depp's character sold that those movies so i don't know i i don't know i think 
at this point, Margot Robbie is probably more popular than Johnny Depp. And I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, marketed correctly and, you know, Disney's Disney, I think they'll do it. Well, let's hope so because if Margot Robbie was so popular, Birds of Prey would have been probably made a little bit more money, but who knows? Yeah. Um, and then finally, Jason Momoa is going to be voicing Frosty the Snowman in a live-action Frosty the Snowman movie. For yep, yeah. <laughs> All right, in, in his Aquaman voice. <laughs> in his Aquaman voice. That's right. That's right. Uh, skis up, bros. Okay, and then uh, moving over to gaming news, we've got six more PlayStation Five announcements. Um, Honestly, they're all indie games, uh, with the exception probably of being Worm, Worms Rumble, which is a new worm battle royale type of movie, or game, rather. Um, you know, I like PlayStation's variety as far as their indie games. I feel, actually, that Xbox does a better job in this in this res, uh, regard, but more PlayStation 5 games, the better. And... Um, you know, we've got some RPGs, we've got some Metroidvanias, we've got that Worms game, and then, you know, we just got a bunch of random shit coming out. <laughs> Any of these stick out to you? No, not at, not at this point. Okay. <laughs> but they're coming. They're coming. Just and give then, me the price. Just give me the price tag on the PS5 already. Exactly. And then finally, um, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PCs uh, later in August, so... You know, I don't know why it takes five years for that kind of shit to happen, but maybe because it's a PlayStation exclusive, probably that. That's exactly why. It's exactly why. If you don't, if you don't want to buy a PlayStation to play these games, you don't deserve them for five years. So, I can't wait for you PC play, people to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Finally happening. Um, yeah, but game. and and they're gonna be scaling the graphics so it'll be even more beautiful oh oh yeah they do get lucky for that uh you know what though what time is it it's time for the pursuit of plastic all right so toy enthusiasts and lovers uh we got some news so we're gonna get through this a lot of a lot of toy news so much that i had to actually take some out this week so it's great that we're getting all this uh new plastic thrown our way but uh hopefully you have the wallet to support that uh so first up in lego news they're putting out these neat mosaic looking sets uh the one i saw was iron man uh you could do like iron the hulk buster iron man and, and another one so it's cool Kind of reminds me of like Lightbright at the same time. Uh, what do you think about these? Yeah, you know, it's weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel because, like, I guess like pixel art's been out for a while, but this is you making your own. Like you said, it almost does seem like Lightbright. You know, they did a Beatles one. Um, it was cool, and, and like the Hulkbuster one's cool, and I think there's like a Vader one. And it, I don't know. I guess I'd have to get one, you know, and, and try it and see if I actually have fun with it because I, I like puzzles. I like Lego. I like art. I don't know. I, maybe I'm giving I'm judging it too harshly. Um, I guess I'll just have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it also costs about 100 bucks. Oh. Um, <laughs> who knows? Gold. Gold, Jerry. Gold. Um, this morning I came across this little 
little tidbit of news. Uh, we love our Lego idea sets, and the Home Alone house is the latest to be accepted into that um, that uh, prestigious group. So that'll uh, that'll be kind of cool. You get a little Kevin minifigure. Hopefully, the burglars. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? If it is similar to the Lego idea set, like. I will buy it in two seconds. Won't even do it. That will be close my eyes and I will own it. Um, because I'm a huge Home Alone fan. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. You know, because they always do it up like even more. So you know, for the actual uh, sets, I, I'll be curious to see what they decide to do. You know, are you gonna put the basement in there? Like, I would hope that there's micro machines. I hope that there's the paint cans. Like. I really, you know, I want to see how detailed they get, and that will make me decide. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Home Alone fan, so I, I got to try it. Yeah, exactly. If you can't, if you can't relive torturing the burglars, then then there's no point. Exactly. Literally no point. <laughs> um, Super Seven has been doing a um, Ninja Turtle Ultimate line. Uh, this is Wave Three that's up for pre-order right now. Um, I, the idea behind these are to basically replicate the old Playmates figures from before. Uh, they don't make them to look any better than they used to. They actually do that on purpose. They'll make mm-hmm. like funny head sculpts to kind of match. Like the old Shredder toy had like built-in eyebrows into his helmet. They actually did a head sculpt for that. Um, so they they do these little weird intricacies with these figures, which I like. I'm not buying them, of course, but uh, <laughs> the latest set up right now is Michelangelo. Rocksteady, Metalhead, and April. Um, so you can take a look at that. I'll leave the link in there for Entertainment Earth where they're all for pre-order. You can also pre-order them over on Super 7's website. Yeah, this is, um, you know, it's one of those things where I... Uh, sure. <laughs> they're just so goddamn expensive. Mm-hmm. Ugh. They, you know, I get it. I actually... Sometimes if it's like I really want one of those figures, I'm happy that I can go and buy one individually over having to buy the whole set. But that has increased it by ten dollars a figure. So it's kind of a it's a tough situation for that for that style of action figure. Yeah, when they you, do it, we always say it when you have NECA. Like I just don't get it. I get it. Um, I do because NECA does something totally different. Um, and so if you're a fan of those vintage toys, it's giving you that. And honestly, trying to get your hands on those NECA figures, it's stupid. I really don't understand the distribution. It's a whole... I don't even really want to get into it because I get angry. But yeah. it's bullshit. It's like... <laughs> get with the times. Like, all these other companies make to order. But you guys are just going to sit there and just and just drive your fans crazy. So I, I don't even really buy NECA anymore, honestly. Because of those reasons, I think that every other company is adjust is adapted to this, and it's smart and it gives everybody what they want, and there's no stupid online fighting about it and anything like that. So no super scalping. It just I think it's just a smarter a smarter business plan. And I'll, it's I'll agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is actually to the point where I was a huge NECA collector. I do not buy NECA anymore. I don't even I didn't buy that Alpha Predator. I do not buy NECA, period, unless it's, I will say, I do make the adjustments for the John Carpenter 8-inch clothed figures. That's it. Yeah, there you go. I understand that. Oh, you know what? Real quick. 
speaking of John Carpenter, he released a couple new tracks. He's got a he new. Did. Yeah, he's got a new album coming. Did that? We should have kept our music section today. I totally forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been listening to it, John Carpenter. <laughs> I got to do that today. I just saw that, so very excited. Um, we just we saw him in concert in July 2017, three years ago, actually. Yeah. Exactly. Um, next up, uh, Mafex. I do like Mafex figures. I think they've been doing an awesome job as of late, especially kind of bringing in the soft goods. Uh, so a couple new announcements uh, to add to their Spider Spider-Verse series. Uh, we're going to Spider Gwen with Spider Ham. Just like the Hot Toy lineup, it's kind of funny that they kind of replicate each other. Um, but you're going to get those two figures in a set. Um, and she looks great. I think that they do a great job with those figures. But um, there's also a Hush figure coming out because they've been doing all those Hush ones for the Batman series. So we're actually going to get Hush with that fake Jason Todd face, that Clayface, uh, you know, tricks Batman with in the comic. So what do you think of those two figures? <sighs> It's, it's tough, right? It's tough. Um, they're cheaper than, you know, uh, Mezco. But, you know, yeah, they're adding like a cloth cape, but they're not adding in like a full. I don't know. I, I just it's ninety four dollars. That's not much cheaper than Mezco. It's it's not much cheaper than Mezco. They don't have the amount of accessories. The articulation is there um, or more i guess i just i can't justify it you i can i can give you a website where it's 20 dollars cheaper so we'll take a look don't don't look at those american prices i know (laughs) (laughs) uh next up hasbro has uh we gotta run down this hasbro news they got some crazy stuff coming out uh first up the star wars the vintage collection bezbin freeze chamber playset is up for pre-order this looks pretty bare bones as a playset, but I would think it would be kind of cool for photography use. Yeah, it's about it. You know, you got to really kind of darken your background, make it look like nothing else is around. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just love what they give you for 50 bucks these days. Um, next up, Hasbro's kicking butt with the six inch line um, from Star Wars Black Series to the class G.I. Joe Classified. Now, Transformers Red are period e period d period um the line is coming right now it's optimus prime and megatron and so these figures are going to be based on the sculpts of them when they're transformed in the robots and they don't transform into the cars but it's really to give you the details of the robots at six inch form for 20 bucks yep mm, i don't know i don't know if i like that my biggest problem is like They've been they were doing a good job with a lot of the transform the transformers and they are more and yeah. more real. I do like I'm not gonna buy these, but I do appreciate the more stylized look that you can get by only doing the robot figure because you do kind of run into that issue sometimes where it just kind of it will look kind of funny. Yeah, I mean I'm a G one fan and you yeah. know these this, I don't know. They they look fine. Robot enhanced design. They look fine. I just yeah. I don't know if I'd buy it myself. No. Just like, I mean, same thing with the next ones. I love, you know, I love the look of these G.I. Joe figures, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. 
Um, but there are more G.I. Joe classified figures announced. Uh, they were just put up for pre-order, including Pimpbot, Destro. Um, I'm sorry, just, just the the player Destro. I forget what they even call him. The the. I don't it's, a, it's it's weird. It's weird to be getting these variants, um, yeah. especially like the Storm Shadow one. That's like Arctic Storm Shadow on Amazon exclusive. Before we got a normal Storm Shadow, um, but both Cobra Commanders are up. We saw that um, that light blue variant uh, was teased mistakenly by that website uh, network when they did that pre-order not too long ago. But now you can actually get that variant um, easily. So. Whoever had to go through that whole mess of trying to pre-order, that, that was such a me weird thing. I know. <laughs> Just kind of like I don't get it. Yeah. I, um, I don't get what like they they really bombed that whole thing. I people are trying new things instead of like, hey, you have this channel. You're gonna try some unknown app to release a figure that everybody wants. It's just it's like people are crazy. Um. <laughs> What do you think? How many of those classified figures did you get? Enough. Did you, did you get <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually like that Destro because it's so ridiculous and so 80s. I'll get it for sure. I'll get it. Um, I'm waiting for Baroness. I'm waiting for some of the other uh, baddies. Um, you know, I do want Storm Shadow eventually, but I want like the classic version. So, yeah. You know, I, I've, I'm going down that rabbit hole because I was always a big G.I. Joe fan from when I was a kid. Um, I like the scale. I actually appreciate the price point because it's G.I. Joe. I don't, you, you know, maybe someday I'll end up getting a hot toy version of these characters, but I'm OK with it. And um, I'm really excited about the 3.75 inch scale because I'm excited for dioramas with those. And um, I, I really vehicles. Get- <laughs> yeah, and the vehicles like so. Scene, you know, I can use some of my mini mates stuff, and I can start recreating some scenes with that. So, uh, I, the GI Joe line, I'm excited for. <laughs> Absolutely, that's awesome, and I'm glad that you know Hasbro is 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 taking the technology that they've you know acquired finally to make some good looking figures and yeah. are uh, really pumping them out now. So, good job, Hasbro. Um, Last bit of news today. Uh, one of my favorite uh, toy producers, um, Four Horsemen, have uh, they're they're celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. Uh, they've been you know sculpting figures forever uh, from many of your favorite lines out there from DC Universe Classics, Mass um, Universe Classics, and more and more and more. And their latest um, creator-owned series is called Mythic Legions. If you don't know about them, but they have put out two Kickstarters um, and also put out waves of figures based on, it's a very fantasy-based um, toy line, so they, they've been doing them for a few years now. And now um, the 20th anniversary bundle is going to be featuring a an exclusive figure, which is a horse, um, ogre-sized ogre figure, which is a nine-inch figure in their line. And so the horse, the horse's head has like their their new design, which is like a skull look. Um, and so this bundle is two shirts, two pins, and that figure for a hundred bucks. Um, the, the two different designs on the shirts, one is by Nate Bersh. I don't know how to say his last name. I don't um, and also by Miss Monster, who they just announced, uh, you know, a partnership with. So, uh, this is cool. Um, as a fan, of course I got this and I'm excited 
to have battles with this this new horse monster. <laughs> yeah, um, it's great, you know. And like you said, for the price, you're not going to get anything cheaper. Um, so yeah, it's a hundred dollar pack, I think, right? Hundred bucks. Yeah. But yep. you're getting a lot of stuff, and the figure alone is worth probably sixty to a hundred dollars anyway. So. Yeah, you pay for this size, you pay about 60, 50, 60 bucks, yep. and it's worth four times that. Yep. So. yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super excited that they're releasing more stuff, and hopefully they keep doing this kind of thing. Uh, every year, just come up with a new sweet-ass toy and set. I'm sure they're making their money off of it. Do a Kickstarter for it, I don't know. <laughs> Like a million bucks. Exactly. Um, all right, where can you find us? Uh, you can check us out on Google Podcasts. Uh, we do host on there, and you can find us across most of the streaming services. Uh, we also post the episodes to don'tforgetatowel.com, uh, where you can, which is our landing page, and you can find out about great things like DFAT Comics, uh, this this podcast, our other podcasts like Star Warriors, uh, which we do have a new episode coming up soon based on the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Anything you want to share uh, that you're working on that's coming up soon? Oh, man. Well, comics. and <laughs> Yeah, you know, we got Pursuit of Plastic we're working on for the comics um, to do the Kickstarter this year. I think in Fairy, uh, Ruben and I are going to try to do issues two through three or two through four um, and try to put it out. Well, you and I might be doing Pursuit of Plastic one and two. Who knows? We'll see how that goes. But regardless, that's coming out. And then we've got an audio drama in the works as well. So lots of fun stuff over here at DFAT. <laughs> that's it. Eight awesome. years. That's it. Yeah, right. The end of this month will be eight years running. Holy cow man so yeah thank you guys for listening to the episodes watching the content online um you know participating in in the facebook or instagram and all that stuff so we appreciate it going eight years strong and uh this is casey saying go go read some comics and this is chris we'll see you next time <laughs>